0: We've had our fun with the draft, but it's time to look forward because at the end of the week is free agency. And Orlando Magic still have a lot of questions to answer to get themselves ready. We'll ask some of those questions before we dive into names on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. That's a deep tease. For now, it's time for Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 28th, 2023. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert in site editor over at Orlando Magic. Daily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip rr underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the questions remaining for the Orlando Magic as we get set for free agency to begin. Obviously, the Magic have a little bit of money to spend and some needs they need to fill. We'll talk about everything that's going to go into some of the free agent decisions the Magic will make here in the coming days. But we'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic are one of the most intriguing teams entering free agency here at the end of the week. Uh, they have somewhere between let me get my let me get my math here. I, I was told there would be no math, but the Magic have clearly taken some steps up, and and they're expected to have somewhere between twenty and twenty five million dollars in cap room to spend this offseason. Um, the exact number is somewhere at like twenty three something, but it depends on a couple of things happening. We'll get into some of those roster decisions coming up here in a moment. But the baseline of what we have to work with, about twenty, to 20 again, $23 million of cap room to spend. But the Magic have 13 roster spots filled, assuming they keep some players under contract. They have two two-way spots to fill as well. The Magic still have some work to do. And now that the draft is in the rearview mirror, now that the draft is behind us, we can kind of get a sense of what this team has left to do in free agency and what, what spots this team still has to fill in free agency. I think it's a pretty safe bet that the magic are going to spend a lot of their free agent focus and attention on their four on their forward and center spots. We've talked a little bit about it here, but the magic spent their draft focusing on the backcourt. They added Anthony block with the sixth overall pick and, Yes, that has created a bit of a logjam among ball handlers on this team. But Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Anthony Black, all capable of playing point guard uh, as well as having Gary Harris and now Jet Howard as well to fill that two-guard spot. The Magic, I think the Magic have done well to shore up their depth and I think that was a key role, key part of the offseason season as well. And again, they're rookies, they're young players, so maybe that isn't completely shored up, but... The Magic do have a bit of a log jam in the backcourt. There's no doubt about it. Someone is going to get squeezed out and not play as much as we think they will right now. It could be a rookie. It could be Jet Howard. It could be Anthony Black. It could be Markel Fultz. It could be Cole Anthony. It could be Gary Harris. Could It could be, be Jalen Suggs. And maybe the answer to that question will inform what the Magic try to do this offseason and whether there is a trade in the offing. But let's take the roster as it is for now. And the biggest immediate needs are showing up for depth because right now it's Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner. will start at three, the three and the four with Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okeke, Caleb Houston, mating those spots. And behind window Carter, we got Bo Wagner who is an unrestricted free agent and Goga Batadze who has a team option. We'll get to some of those contract deadlines here uh, in just a second. So to me, The big issue that the Magic have, the big question that the Magic have is how do they, A, fill that backup center role? How much money are they going to commit to it? Because in my eyes, this is the biggest immediate offseason. The Magic need to get a starter caliber backup center. And if that's where they have to spend their money, that's where they have to spend their money. Wendell Carter has not played more than 62 games in any season of his career. Um, At this point... I think it's – or 65 games, excuse me. He has not played more than 65 games at any point in his career. That means he's missed a minimum of 17 games um, minus the, the the COVID shortened season. Um, he's missed – you have to bank on him missing 15 to 20 games every season. I, I just think that's where we're at with him. And whether that's something you can build around, whether that's something that will continue, whether he will get, get some health luck at, at long last, that remains to be seen. But the Magic should be planning – on him not being there for 15 to 20 games. And that's a quarter of the season. A bad quarter of the season, as Magic learned last year, is enough to hurt you and miss the playoffs. Magic can't go 5-20 and again. And so I do think, and I know I've been banging this drum for so long, I do think the Magic need to shore up that backup center spot. Um, We'll dive into more names specifically tomorrow, but names that I like are Dwight Powell from the Dallas Mavericks, um, I don't dislike Mason Plumley from the LA Clippers as a potential option there. Um, I don't hate the idea of going for Drew Eubanks from the Portland Trailblazers as a kind of lower money option. I don't hate the idea of trying Trey Lyles as kind of a swing 4-5. And at the end of the day, maybe, maybe the solution and the answer is to bring back both Goga and Mo Wagner and roll with that. I don't think that's the answer. I think the Magic need a starter caliber center. And so I think the Magic should invest some money. Put, you know, put that non you know, put uh, essentially the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, maybe go a little bit over to eliminate some teams and go get a Dwight Powell, who is a solid defender, good offensive rebounder, good role man on pick and rolls, good screen setter. He will do a lot of things that don't show up on a box score and, and be solid for this Magic team. On top of that, then, though, the Magic needs some forward depth because, frankly, you know, you got Bull Bull. you got Jonathan Isaac, you got Chumo KK still. So it's not as dire of a need, even though I think there's uh, some bigger options that you could go at at the forward spot. At the end of the day, can you really rely on Chumo KK? Can, you know, yeah, Franz Wagner has been an Iron Man. Paolo Bancaro missed 10, 15 games last year because of that ankle injury. But can you really rely on Chumo KK to be healthy, number one, um, but to be consistent, number two? And ultimately... Can you rely on Jonathan Isaac to be healthy? That is that is the real question, I think, for the Magic. And one of the bigger questions the Magic have to ask themselves this offseason because Jonathan Isaac is a good player. He showed that in 11 games. Uh, you know, even with the injuries that he had, he showed us in 11 games how good he can still be. But he only played 11 games. He's only played 11 games in three seasons now. How reliable is he? Like, and I hate saying that because I do like him. I do like him as a player, but the Magic cannot go into the season counting on Jonathan Isaac. There's just no evidence that they can do that. And so finding a player that can cover you, again, just give you a little bit of cover um, and, 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 and allow you to play him if he's good and, well, good enough. But if he's not playing, you have someone that you're confident in. That's really key. I, I, I think the I don't think the magic will be in the great William sweep t- sweepstakes. And we'll talk more about these players on, on tomorrow's episode of lockdown magic. I don't think the magic will be in the great William sweepstakes. I think ultimately the magic aren't going to be willing to pay more than the Celtics are willing to match. I don't think the magic want to have all their cap tied up in an unrestricted free agent. Uh, you know, again, maybe they get to agreements and then they, they go for it and see what happens. Um, I just, I don't think that, that's necessarily the path the Magic want to go on. And there aren't a lot of really good stretch fours outside of that. You know, George, George Yang comes to mind for me as well. So this is going to be a really tough one to fill. This is a tough, tough spot for the Magic. Um, But look, the Magic have to shore up depth. Um, this has been one of my big talking points throughout the whole offseason. I think the Magic did a good job of that at the guard spot. Say what you want about the log jam at the guards. I think there are questions. There are a lot of questions about this roster, but a lot of them aren't going to be answered this season. or A lot of them don't need to be answered this season. Go into the season with some of these questions, let the play sort it out, and then you can start moving chess pieces around to make things work. I don't mind the Magic going into the season with a bit of a log jam at guard. Because depth is good. And I think the Magic need to spend their free agency money now shoring up depth in the front court. Especially at center, but also at the four, so that you know, if if or when something happens to Jonathan Isaac, he the Magic won't be in a bind because of her. They won't have to try awkward lineups, so they won't have to deviate too far from their original plans. The Magic could really go into the season with significant depth to really do anything. Um, significant depth to. to to be uh, any kind of team they want to be or be uh, essentially the same team, no matter who's in or out of the lineup. That's a really powerful thing. And so I think the Magic, I think the biggest question left for the Magic is how do they fill that front court depth this offseason? We're coming up, though, on some contract deadlines. We'll talk about what to expect in the Gary Harris question coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic. Before we get back into it, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Every day, remember there are a number of ways to connect with us here at Lockdown Magic. One of the fun new ways to do so, and I would very highly suggest you jump in on this as we get ready for free agency, is with Subtext. Subtext is this great new platform that's out there uh, that allows you to essentially have my phone number and text, text me directly. Um, I will send out updates, especially with free agency coming up. I'll send out my immediate thoughts on free agency and happenings around the league on subtext. I won't flood your text inboxes too much. I promise. Go to joinsubtextcom subtext.com slash magic. That's join subtext.com slash magic for more information. I am planning to do some subtext exclusive stuff, or I hope to do some subtext exclusive stuff um, like host a perhaps digital watch party for some of the magic summer league games on the subtext exclusive to subscribers. So definitely subscribe today now is the time to do it, to get free agency plus the first week of Summer League in your free trial subscription. Check it out today. Join subtext.com slash On Magic. Before we get to free agency on Friday, um, Friday afternoon, 6 o'clock is when free agency officially opens. Um, we will probably get a big rush of stuff right at 6 o'clock. So, you know, again, subtext is a valuable tool for that. Um, but I'll also be on Twitter as well, uh, talking On Magic Basketball, but we got a big deadline before we get there and, and and honestly this is the biggest clue to what the magic are going to do and that is contract deadlines specifically Gary Harris on June 30th so Friday the magic have a deadline to either to essentially if they if they waive Gary Harris before Friday they can get clean office contract of $13 million. And so, you know, I said $20 to $25 million of cap room. That puts the magic up to $33 to $38 million of cap room. We said this throughout the whole process, and Jonathan Isaac obviously non-guaranteed his guarantee dates in January. Um, he's only seven of 17 million, I think, guaranteed. So the magic could free up an additional 10 million dollars of cap room. Orlando, if they really wanted to, could be players for a max free agent spot if the magic wanted to get into the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes or the James Harden sweepstakes or the uh, Chris Middleton sweepstakes, the Magic have the, the avenues and the capabilities of doing so. But that's not likely. Um, I do expect the Magic to keep Gary Harris, but there is a very real question with the aforementioned logjam at guard that, that is going to occupy a lot of our off-season attention, or at least off-season beyond this season attention. Um there is at least some thought or some people who believe that the Magic should just go ahead and cut bait on Gary Harris and spread that money out elsewhere on the roster and get an extra roster spot. Perhaps you can go after a bigger fish on the free agent market. I'm a little bit skeptical of this idea. Um, I do think ultimately the Magic do keep Gary Harris. Again, if, if you don't hear anything, that means the Magic have kept Gary Harris. If They, they have to actively cut him um, in order to move on from him. I think the Magic will find Gary Harris very, very valuable. A, they need some veterans. They're just way too young. They need some guys who've been there. Harris is a great veteran. He really fits in well. He doesn't need the ball a ton. If anything, the Magic need to like make it a point to get him the ball more and up his three point volume. He should be shooting six, seven threes a game instead of just four. Um, he shot forty three percent from three last year. I, I just, I, I'm a little bit aghast that you know, as much as the Magic need shooting, a lot of people. Um, not as not a majority, but a significant number of Magic fans that I talk to all believe that the Magic should dump Gary Harris, and I'm just like, you want to get rid of the Magic's best shooter? Um, whether he starts or not, I think is open to competition. I think that Anthony Black will certainly be in that competition now with Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris for the starting spot, but it may still end up being Gary Harris's spot to lose because he just he provides space. He is a reliable three point shooter. He stays out of the way. He's a great fifth starter. He defends well. His only knock is that he's injured a lot. Played only 55 games, I think, last year. He was in the 50s. Um, he misses a lot of games. That's his that's really the biggest knock on him. But when he's healthy, he is he gives the magic something that they don't get anywhere else on the roster. And I I still think that is so huge and so big for this team. And I don't think anyone should overlook that or or negate it. Still, if the Magic do have intel or the Magic do have an understanding that they are going to have a shot at a big fish or that they're going to get one of the big players on this free agent market, let's say Chris Middleton, for argument's sake, I, I don't think that's a good idea, but let's say, then cutting Gary Harris is a casualty of that and not necessarily the wrong decision. Again, I don't expect that to happen, but over the next two days, 29th and 30th we are going to see the magic make some real roster decisions on June 29th Michael Carter Williams and Admiral Schofield I believe have their contract deadlines. Um, they both have team options for next season. I would expect that both will not be brought back so the magic will probably make an announcement in the next day certainly in the next two days that those two players will not be back that'll open up some that'll open up two roster spots uh, for the magic. Goga Batadze, and Mo Wagner, and those two roster spots, of course, taken by Anthony Black and Jed Howard. Uh, Mo Mo Wagner will be an unrestricted free agent. Goga Batadze is a team option for June 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Markel Fultz has his contract guarantee date on June 30th as well. The final year of his contract becomes fully guaranteed on June 30th. Again, another avenue for the Magic to open up some cap room if they want to open up another $17 Um, But again, very unlikely that that happens. And again, Gary Harris... To me, very unlikely that the Magic would not guarantee the final year of his contract. At the very least, Gary Harris is also a super valuable trade ship because as good as he was for Orlando last year, everybody else around the league knows how good he can be too. And that's $13 million that you can move. Again, Orlando has some cap room to spare. So if the Magic want to trade Gary Harris for a $20 million a year player, that becomes super valuable. And again, I think it's really, really important to remember this aspect of free agency as well. Um, we we're talking about players that the Magic want to add as free agents, but the reality is the Magic can also be major players on the trade market. We haven't seen the Magic really act like this yet, but they can use their empty cap space to absorb more salaries. So let's say there's a player worth $22 million, the Magic can trade Gary Harris add in that new player and absorb the extra 9 million into their cap space. No problem. That's the kind of power the Magic have. And there, there will be teams that would see Gary Harris, um, you know, at a lower salary as a more valuable trade chip. And then I think that could be now, I think that could be at the trade deadline. You know, again, same kind of deal with Jonathan Isaac. I, I don't think Jonathan Isaac's going anywhere. Um, contract wise, I've seen some people ask like, why do the Magic keep trotting out Jonathan Isaac, or keep trying Jonathan Isaac? Well, Jonathan Isaac's actually going to have one of the most valuable contracts in the league next year. If you've heard about the second apron, if you've heard about the upcoming uh, luxury tax, Jonathan Isaac is a $17 million contract this year that's fully non-guaranteed next year. So if you're a team that's bumping up against those luxury tax parameters, Jonathan Isaac is a get-out-of-jail-free card for you, essentially. I think he will be one of the most valuable players at this year's trade deadline. um, For teams that are looking for maybe a little bit of short-term help, or just looking to get out of cap hell. Um, if the Magic need, need need someone extra for their roster to take that next step, there could be a team that's bumping up at, up bumping up against that second apron or even against first apron that the Magic can use to get a quality player and essentially give the other team other team like a get out of jail free get out of cap jail free card. Um, essentially, so all of these things do matter, and, and again, that's why I think the Magic will end up keeping Gary Harris. I'm not sure, what, and certainly Markel Fultz as well. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Goga Batadze. I think ultimately they probably let him go into free agency, but still keep the channels open to bring him back. Um, I think it's more likely they bring back Mo Wagner at this point, but that might depend on what other offers offers he gets. Uh, but I, I don't think Gary Harris is going anywhere. I don't think Markel Fultz is going anywhere. I don't think Jonathan Isaac's going anywhere. I do think the Magic will put a lot of focus in free agency on their front court. Um, But I I think they will retain all these players. When we come back, though, we'll get to the next big question of the offseason, one that will run concurrently with free agency, and that is the extension question. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Free agency is going to eat up a good chunk of our time here um, over the next couple days, over the next uh, over the next, really week or so. Um, we're not sure what the Magic are going to do. You know, Magic obviously keeps super quiet. We've seen them connected to several players, whether it's Grant Williams, whether it's Max Drews. Uh It was Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. for a while, although I think that has died down. Um, certainly Magic fans have clamored for Bruce Brown Jr. Um, I would argue also for LA Lakers forward Lonnie Walker, I, I I think that the magic are probably going to focus on bigs I, I'm definitely around on the idea for chasing after dwight Powell send him a two-year 25 million dollar contract and let's let's just let's just go with it he knows Jamal Mosley he'll fill in a lot of gaps for this team I don't know if Dallas can afford to let him go but they're gonna be so focused with Kyrie Irving. maybe he can sneak in and, and grab him hes start he's starting one he's on you know certainly on the older side but the magic needs some some veteran help and I think he he can start he starts admirably for the Mavericks even if he's just kind of a, a gap filler for for any team just someone who's going to kind of stay out of the way and just do the things he's good at. But concurrently with that, the magic are also going to be asking some bigger questions about their future. And, And they're questions that have gained a little bit more traction again, as they, as they look ahead to and focus on what they look like beyond this season. This is an extension summer for Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony. Um, Marco Foltz, uh, even though I, I don't believe they can agree to extensions until September, um, both are extension eligible, and both seemed to have a future with the Magic, but now their future looks a little bit cloudier, looks a little bit more uncertain. And entering the final year of their contracts, they're entering both entering contract years, it's not 100% clear what the Magic want to do anymore. Drafting Anthony Black and Jet Howard has buddied up that guard spot and made what felt like fairly straightforward decisions, perhaps straightforward decisions, making those decisions look a little less straightforward, a little bit more cloudy, and a little bit more uncertain. It was already unclear how much you're willing to pay Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony. Marco Fultz is on a $17 million a year contract. He probably wants that bumped up to 20, which under the new cap coming up probably isn't kill, killing you. But he's also played essentially only one full season in his three-year deal. This is a big season for Markel Folks to prove a lot of things. I've described this upcoming season as a prove-it year for the Orlando Magic. They have a lot of guys who we don't know how they're going to play in playoff scenarios. We know that Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner are the two key players, are probably the two foundational players. Obviously, you got Anthony Black and Jet Howard as rookies, so they get, an ex- they get excused. They're part of the core for now as well but we don't know what Wendell Carter looks like in a playoff situation, whether he can hold up in the playoffs. We don't know if Markel Fultz can hold up in the playoffs. And and we want to believe how he finished the season is a good side of him trending up and looking more like the player he was at Washington, but we just don't know. And so for those two players specifically, I believe this is a prove it season and the magic, in my opinion, need to give them the opportunity to prove themselves. Just, It's so vital in my my opinion, to just give these young guys a chance to prove themselves. I don't think the Magic should go after big fish in free agency or make gigantic changes because these players have earned an opportunity to prove themselves. They've shown they're talented enough that they can take another step. Let's see what that next step looks like. Let's see if they can perform at that next level. Obviously, if the right player comes along, if the right idea comes along, pursue it. You can't be married to all these players um i saw a magic fan on twitter make this observation that a lot of these conversations we're having about the draft picks are really magic fans kind of coming slowly to grips with all these players that we love and and we do love all these guys to death it's been a, it's a really fun group it's a really fun team the realities of the basketball business are going to take over at some point the team that the magic have today is not the team that's going to win the championship there's gonna be changes. There's gonna be hard moves. There's gonna be hard decisions being made. That's gonna be that's gonna happen down the road. And one of them is probably gonna include Markel Fultz. Another one's probably gonna include Cole Anthony. And so it's hard to sit here and say what they're worth to this team right now. I don't know what Markel Fultz's contract would look like. Would a four for 80, 82 go be something that that he goes for at this point? Is that something the magic are willing to commit to at this point? Same thing with Cole Anthony. He's coming off his rookie contract, so he's getting a big pay raise. Is he looking for a contract in the fifteen million to $20 million range? Is he expecting that he will be a starter in this league? Obviously, restricted free agency gives the Magic a lot of power. Knowing how Jeff Weltman likes to operate, I think he prefers to get things done early. If the Magic want to keep these two players, they will do, that, do everything they can to get it done before training camp. But now that you have Anthony Black, now that you have Jalen Suggs, who will also be coming up for an extension next summer, now that you have all these players in the fold, all of a sudden, you don't need Markel Fultz as much. If if Anthony Black's as good as you think he's going to be, you don't need Cole Anthony as much. And so that bargaining leverage is different. The equation is different now than maybe it was a week ago, two weeks ago, when we were thinking a little bit about these extensions and these extension opportunities. The magic have some real choices to make. And they could make some choices now because hanging in the background of everything is the thing that I don't like to talk about or try to predict, and that's trades. Orlando could become a very active team in trades. There's been some reporting, at least. I think Brian Windhorst mentioned this on uh, on the live draft show that he believes the Magic are going to be aggressive to try and accelerate the timeline a little bit, try and pump the gas a little bit to get themselves into the playoffs. There are teams that are still open for business for trades, and the Magic have the kind of young players that rebuilding teams want to trade veterans for. And so, if the Magic do believe that they are ready to make the playoffs, they could look to speed this up a little bit faster, and that could cost them at and that could cost the Magic one of these guys that are up for extensions today. That the Magic may not be ready or willing to pay the price it would take to keep them. It's going to be a very interesting week for free agency. It's going to be a very interesting off season and it's going to be very interesting transactional season for the magic. There are some realities that are going to hit this team that have not hit this team before, not just the pressure to win a little bit more, but also the pressures that come from the constant changing that happens around the league. The magic have a potential star in Paolo banquero It does not seem like that. They're going to waste time. Uh, they're going to, they're going to, Try and put him in a position to win sooner than later. That's my off-season questions. Those are my that's my little off-season preview. Tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about free agent targets, kind of the areas where I think the magic could be looking to add some players and who they are likely looking at. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Omd. Subscribe to the podcast, snap the podcast, you your tune in Himload, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey and all of our personal podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Related to the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Don't forget to check out the subtext. Uh, especially get on it before free agency and before summer league. Join subtext.com slash locked on magic. Uh, and also, uh, just thank you all for, for listening. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. I know it was a long one. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode where we talked with uh, John Neighbors of Locked On Razorbacks, as well as, um, I'm blanking on names right now, uh, talked with Locked On Wolverines about um, about Jet Howard. Hope you really enjoyed that episode. I had a good time chatting with those guys uh, and getting the lowdown on the Magic Rookies. But now we're moving ahead, looking forward to free agency. So until tomorrow, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman, Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On.